tears on my pillow that won't dry on the road beyond my ears. I've no sorrow, but today I don't walk alone. Everybody, how's everybody tonight? A little bit better. Hi, I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Mike Chase. Welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group's Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Series. How's everybody doing? Good. We've been in this church going on five years, and tonight is our last night here. So there's been a lot of great times, and a lot of people have discovered God. It's good. A lot of good things are taking place. Um, this meeting has a podcast. The Monday night has a podcast. And the combined com- combination of everybody coming and listening to us online broke 3 million people last year. So, uh, Apparently they need more big book meetings out there. Thanks for joining us tonight. In a minute we're going to start our two-minute meditation. So please take a moment, like I'm just going to do, to turn off your device so that noise that it makes, that it will make when you forget to take it off, won't distract the people around you. We do this time to get connected to God. If you're anything like me, I come in these places and I'm just crazy from the whole day and then trying to get this room set up crazier even though. So I definitely need a minute or two just to get reconnected to God. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the, turn the lights down for two minutes only. If you've never done it before, it's going to seem like forever. And if you've been around for a while, it's going to seem like you just close your eyes and it starts. Um, Some of the suggestions for early uh, meditation for the guys still in kindergarten, like me. Um, Close your eyes. Concentrate on your breathing. Breathe in. Love. Breathe out fear. One of the fun things I like is in your mind's eye, sort of pretend there's a candle in front of you and just sort of flicker with the candle with your breath going out. You know, that keeps us centered in the moment. And I have found for myself that in order to be connected to God, I have to be in the moment. So that's the cool thing about meditation. we got Zach going to be turning the lights off in just a minute. Have I forgotten anything? No. So is everybody ready? Let's start the meditation.
We're going to do the fog-like prayer. If you're not familiar with it, we've got little yellow cards in the back of the pews. By the way, feel free to take those home with you tonight. If you want to repeat after me, God, let your love shine through me like a fog light. For those that are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. Amen. There is a solution from the big book, page one, page 17. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out which you can absolutely agree and which you can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news. This book carries those who suffer from alcoholism. And I've asked Michelle to come up to read Appendence to Spiritual Experience. We read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know one is, right? And here it is for you. Thanks. Give a round of applause. Hi, Michelle, Recovered Alcoholic. Hi. Spiritual experience. The term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which, upon careful reading, shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety. Because they develop slowly over a period of time, quite often friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify with their own perception of a power greater than, than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. Please refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly getting up and sitting back down. Uh, avoid bathroom runs if you can. This is a tech-free meeting, so set your phone to airplane meeting mode or just turn them off. And if you have that emergency, got to talk or text, take out the parking lot. Let's be respectful of everybody here. Um, we have a... Uh, it's, saying, it's really cool that we have, you know, Marion as our final speaker in this room, you know. We had a special, uh, normally instead of 12 weeks, we didn't know if we were going to be even having a place afterwards, so we scheduled this might be our last night. And, you know, luckily God's given us a whole new place to move to, but uh, she's had an opportunity to share her experience and strength with her. And this is a woman I just love and care. She, she speaks God in so many different ways, so... Let's give Michelle a really, or excuse me, Marion a really warm welcome. I changed your name for you. Will you stay up here? Sure. I'm Marion. I'm a recovered alcoholic, and um, I just asked Michael to stay up here for a moment, and um, he. I get the opportunity to speak on step 11 and 12, and it's really, it's what, a, what an awesome privilege it is. And um, 
And there is how many people in your life has, in this room tonight has been touched specifically through Mike and the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous? Wow. And how many people do you sponsor and how many people do they sponsor? And I just want to say to you, brother, that you've done great work in this place. And that I just, um, it's just going to continue as we move forward from here. And what's so beautiful about Michael is he's now, he's not tooting his own horn ever, you know. And, you know, our book talks about all the time, the tireless, you know, most of us are on a Saturday afternoon, we're out on a, you know, playing at the ocean or sitting at the beach or out shopping or doing all these things. And this guy's in his red room at his house and he's taking people through the book and he's, and he's, um, so yeah, one more round of applause for Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Great example of Alcoholics Anonymous and it's an honor and privilege to be your friend, Michael. Michael, Mike, Mike Chase, yeah, all that. So, so there's like this line in the big book that's sticking out to me tonight, and that is, um, we thought we could find an easier, softer way. And, um, but we could not, we couldn't. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Many of us tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was no until we let go absolutely. You know, I talked early on in, in, um, in these sessions about um, my friend Jack Wright, who's a hero to me, who who passed away a few years ago in Bellingham, Washington. And he was an insurance salesman, and he, he was always telling me, you know, to show up at the meetings and address because I, I got this grown-up job. I wasn't pushing grocery carts anymore, and I was, I was selling radio advertising. And I would sit, share with him all my successes, you know, and I was embarrassed to go to a meeting and address, and I was embarrassed to go. I was like, oh, they're going to think I think I'm something. And he goes, you show them. You show them how to be a lady. You show them how to be a woman of grace and dignity. That's where that came from. And that's one of my mottos and my line mottos, whatever. That's what I try to exemplify today, no matter where I go and no matter where I am. And so the line I want to steal from him again tonight is Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm not going to say the A word. I'm going to say the donkey word. Alcoholics Anonymous is not for candy donkeys. It's not. You know, if you, you've made, I want to welcome you if you're new to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. This is a very sacred night here. And, and I am beyond blown away to have the awesome privilege to, to be the last speaker here tonight. And um, our big book talks about great events will come to pass for you and countless others. Great events. It would have been enough to just to be clean and sober. It would have been enough just to be able to. I got one. I took so much toilet paper out of the bathroom. Like, it's huge. It's huge. Because I knew this was going to be like. This was going to be difficult and tough and hard and beautiful. And that's what we do here, guys. Life is messy. You know, sobriety is messy. And it is not for the weak at heart or the faint at heart. You know, you're going to go out and drink over a girlfriend? Cool. Go for it. You know, you're going to go out and drink over a loss of a job? Go for it. You know, you're going to go out and drink over, you know... I can, I can write a book. We can write a book, old-timers in this room, of the things that we have had to suck up, suck up, get to another meeting, call my sponsor again, get, to, get, get around my go-to women, my shoulder-to-shoulder women, my immediately women. You know, I, I've been, we've been moving today. And we got to move to Fort Lauderdale. And we're so excited. 
We're so excited to be down here because God has literally spiritually moved us down here and and emotionally moved us down here and now physically moved us down here. But that didn't come to us on a silver platter. That didn't come to us because it was one bright sunny day and we ended up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I can tell you the last year of our life has been very difficult. Not Peter and I, but some of the things that we've walked out in sobriety, that we have walked out. You know, 2016, the first half of this year, you know, I was at an emotional, spiritual, physical bottom that was very, very, very difficult. Difficult for Peter, difficult for me, and it was our place of employment, okay? And there was there was not an honoring, and there was not, you know, there, there and I don't want to go into all that, but I can tell you at 26 and 27 years of sobriety, it was a hard place. It was a hard place we were at. And I can tell you that we, you know what we did? We chopped wood and we carried water. And we seek God with everything we could. And we reached out and we called our sponsor. And we cried a lot of tears. And we, you know, you want to know, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him. And our big book talks about that sometimes we will pay for this in all kind of observed ways. You know, and I botched that too a little bit, but you got what I mean, right? And the deal is, is, you know... It was like we knew God was moving us. We knew there was something out there. And there was a couple attempts at different things that were happening. And oh, for sure it must be this. And for sure it must be that. And it was like, oh, nope, wasn't that. Oh, nope, wasn't that. You know? And not even beginning to know that this is where we were going to end up. A place where we've kind of driven around and gone, wow, it would be really cool to live down here someday. And surrounded by people that hold us up. And we hold them up. We hold them up. And they hold us up. And it is not always easy. You know, if you're here and you're new and you want to make a mark in your life and you want to know what the purpose of your life is about... It's probably not about being the greatest car salesman, although you can do that with a great, you know, heart for God. You can be like this beautiful McDonald's worker I saw one day. Seattle, Washington, across the street from the Space Needle. These guys heard this story. There was somebody had taken their stuff, their feces, and they, it was all over the walls in the, in the restroom. And I walked in. And there was this beautiful Hispanic woman in there wiping it off the walls and singing a song in her heart, wiping it off the walls. See, it's not about, Peter has a saying too, it's not what God, you know, it's not what I want with my life. It's what does God want with my life? What does God want with my life today? You know, I I don't... Peter says it all the time, you know, my sobriety is not my own. You know, I don't deserve this. None of us deserve this. We're sitting in here and there's probably 2,000 people out there in Fort Lauderdale alone right now that are homeless or at a detox or zipped up in a body bag like a dear, a relative. Today, this morning, that's how our day started out. With Peter's um, stepmother, her daughter, went to go identify her daughter at 2 o'clock in the morning. Unzipped the body bag, and there's, it. there's her daughter. You know, it's that. It's that stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's life, and it's feeling every single bit of it. You know, old-timers used to tell us in the old days where it's like peeling the layers of the onion. You know, that's the way life is, guys. It hurts sometimes. It's hard sometimes. It's really, really difficult. 
But on the flip, flip side of that, Stephanie, my niece's dad says this all the time, my brother Eric. I love it when he, I love this. The level of your desperation will be the level of your success. I have come to believe that. I've come to believe that with every single bit of me. How desperate are you? How desperate was I? I can't take any credit for that. God's done it in me. You know, I know that I know that when I look at step 11, the, 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 the things I do today aren't the same things I did when I first came in and I got sober. You know, when I first came in and got sober, my, my sponsor made me read this big book, you know. And, and, and she would say, read on awakening. And, and I had three little kids, you know. And the only time I could get time to read on awakening was when I was in the bathroom sitting on the you-know-what. And so my big book sat on the back of the toilet and I would read page 86, 87. 88, you know, I would read those pages over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, uh, and that's the deal, guys. It's, there's no, you know, there's no, you know, my friend Jack, I, he used to, he used to say, I, 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 I used to say, you're as sober as you are at home. And he goes, I'm going to give you credit three times and then I'm stealing it, you know? And, it, and, and that's what the old timers would say things like that, you know, but, but, it, but, it, but nothing I say isn't anything that hasn't been taught to me. You know, yeah, once in a while there's, there's some stuff, but I don't want to give a watered down version of Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't want to give you my opinion. I don't want to sponsor you and tell you what to do with your boyfriend. You know, I mean, I get those calls all the time and usually those end up, you know, how's that boyfriend God working out for you? You know, how? How's that working out? Because guys, guess what? We're doomed without that. Every one of us. The central fact of my life, the central fact of my, and I got a pretty good man in my life, you know? I got a man that seeks God, that I walk shoulder to shoulder, that lives these 12 steps. His phone rings more than, if it could ring on top of, on top of, on top of, on top of a ring, it does. And they was doing that today, you know, in the middle of moving. And, you know, and when we were in New York and, and, and somebody so dear to us going out and, and God, doesn't it stop? Doesn't the phone stop? No, it doesn't. For fun and for free, my Polly says. For fun and for free. If you want to feel good about you. Okay, so it first started with 86, 87, 88. Then it turned to the only, sorry, if you're a 12 and 12 person, that's good. God bless you. The greatest thing in the 12 and 12, there's great information in there. But the greatest thing, in my opinion, this is my opinion, page 99 has the St. Francis prayer. Which totally revolutionized my life. What do you mean to love rather than to be loved? To forgive rather than to be forgiven? What do you mean? If you're an alcoholic like me, then you are probably thinking about you a whole lot today. It happens. Instead, what happened to us today... What happened is what always happens in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. We had people with trucks, and we had people with dollies, and we had people with broken, sore backs, and, and all that. Wouldn't take a dime. Some of them we paid because they don't have jobs, but the other ones wouldn't. They don't have to do that. Why do they do that? They come to Peter and say, because I honor you. You've given me way more than I could ever give you. Honoring. Honoring elders. Guys, this is something that's kind of lost in the younger generation, and it ain't your fault. It ain't. I said ain't. That wasn't proper English. But, um, but some of that's kind of lost. I didn't grow up in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous with a cell phone where I could take a text message during a meeting. You guys are. That kind of sucks. But I want to tell you, if you're new and you're here and you got a cell phone, this isn't just mumbo jumbo, guys. I cannot imagine how hard it is to be young in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and to be carrying a cell phone. 
Because guys, when I came here, I needed to hang on to absolutely every single word that was being spoken. Every single word. I had to have it. It's one hour, guys. It's one hour. You might hear something that saves your life. You might. And I'm not saying it to me. I'm just saying where you go. It's good for you, too, to just turn it off once in a while. Trust me. I'm trying to get him to do it. No, just kidding, babe. Um, just kidding. And so as a result of, of, of seeking this God... The result of, you know, the things that change in my life as I grow my relationship with God, you know, I, I, my bed stand, except for right now, I was lucky I was able to find clothes to wear from the move, you know, like there was shoes, what it was, it's kind of a mess, but, but normally, you know, I have, I have a Bible next to my bed. I have a couple little readings I do uh, on awakening. My eyes open up and, um. When I awaken, my eyes open up, you guys. That's a good one, right? I thought it was funny. <laughs> Hannah. And I need to seek God right away. And, and I don't always do that. I'm not always great at that. Because sometimes I can rest on my laurels. And sometimes I can run out the door. Because after all, I have 27 years. And I put a whole bunch in the bank. I've got all that insurance that I've done, you know. So, so sometimes I can run out that door. And things can get pretty messy pretty quick. And sometimes they don't. But throughout my day, I mean, it's a walking. It's a walking and it's a working relationship with God. And as a result of that, I've had some extremely miraculous things happen in my life and in my sobriety. You know, um, my Brian, my son, I told you about um, last year, two years ago, we in our first apartment. And um, it was Brian's birthday. And Peter went out and went shopping. And um, I hadn't even discussed that it was his birthday with him. And, and he calls me and... And I'm cleaning the house, and I walked outside to take out the garbage. And we live in an adult place, right? Adults. And there was this little blue plastic chair about this high, play school, sitting outside my, right outside my apartment door. Now, that might not mean, and this, these are God shots, right? These are the things that God says that we know, like Peter says, knowing that we're known by our creator. I call Peter. Where would the, the chair come from? I don't know. He just wants us to know that he's with us, the chair sitting there, you know, and as a result of this relationship with God, just different miracles that have happened in my life and miracles that can happen in our life by being awakened to, to this God and to this relationship. Just a minute. So as I seek to improve that conscious contact with God as I understand him, it's um, something after years and years and years that grows and changes and evolves. This last year, I became a Catholic. This last year, um, I added a practice of um, a meditation practice in my life called Ascension that I love. Um, I pray. I pray rosary. I love the rosary. You know, these are, these might not be for you. They might be for you. Um, and, um, and I get to practice a lot of that stuff with Peter, anointing oils and, and things like that. And, and it's a beautiful life and it's a beautiful walk with God. So having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Tried to carry this message. And guys, sometimes that doesn't always work. And this, you know, when I was talking earlier about being brave and being bold and being fearless, there's extreme heartbreaking situations that happen in, in these rooms. You know, we lose our loved ones. It's unusual for an alcoholic to make it to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
the natural thing for us to be is out there. The natural thing isn't for us to be here. It just isn't. But here we are. And um, so... Hi, Freddie. Last week when I was here, um, there can't... And I'm sorry, Mike. Like, I'm not just super fancy speaker sometimes, I don't think. And, and, And last week when I shared, there was just this place where it just felt like God just said, that was enough. And um, and I'm kind of feeling that way right now. But I want to push forward just a little bit. So just give me time, okay? I don't want my words to be mine. Because what happens for me is I'll start switching into head knowledge and, and I'll start quoting a bunch of stuff that isn't coming from my heart. So I want to give that. A moment, if you don't mind. I look around this room and I look at the people that are members of this home group. And four years ago, I moved down here and I, and this was home to me. This was a beautiful home to me, whether it was in the big book study in there or in the speaker series in here. And there's a lot of people who have, who've who've sown and poured into this group in labors of love, who've greeted. Like, you guys might not look at, like, a greeter is that big of a deal. And they, they bring pizza on Monday nights, and they've got a full coffee pot. And, um, and they're always interested in working and reaching out their hand to the newcomer. Because what the old timers taught me, that, you, that you're the most important people in the room. And whether you're here in a druggy buggy or a van... Or whether you think that you belong here or you don't belong here. I just pray that you give it a chance. You know, the how of our program is honesty. The how of our program is open-mindedness. And the, and the how of our program is willingness. And I just hope tonight that you're willing to go to any length to find what we found in this room. Okay? I'm going to close with one thing here. Sorry, I got... Is it? Is it? Oh, thank you so much. Can I just close right now? Sure. Okay. Okay, so can I do... I want to do... I want to do this. I want to... Can I, can I do a prayer? Okay, thank you. So, God, I thank you for this night. I, I thank you for endings and new beginnings... I thank you for layers and layers, God, that you peel back in us, God, as we we do this journey closer and closer to you. I thank you, God, that, that we can be a light and a fog light to those that are lost, sick, and dying. I thank you that we can be the big book that people don't always see. I thank you, God, that we can be a program of attraction rather than promotion. God, I thank you that this fellowship has given us something so great and something so beautiful to pass on to the world. God, help us to be selfless and help us to be giving to the sick and suffering. Amen. Thank you for awesome weeks being here and um you guys have really 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 blessed me and i hope you got something out of what i had to say thank you (laughs) turnaround's fun isn't it so we have a tradition in this group that our speakers get a couple of gifts from us and ironically, since you've just moved, we have a limited edition, first edition refrigerator magnets that go on your refrigerator. Wait. And these things are really limited because I, I didn't buy enough of these things. That people really like them. It's a, it's a brooch, oh, first edition big book brooch. And I was going to give you some of our limited edition coffee mugs, but they bought some last week, so I guess that ain't going to go. Let's give a round of applause. Thank you so much.
So the circle of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Yeah, you should say. Peter Marinelli was our first speaker here when we first opened up, and here we got the circle with the love of his life. Both of these two have a life of service. Give them both a round of applause. Speaking of service, let's bring up our recovered alcoholic secretary, Fred. Give him a round of applause, y'all. Hi, my name is Fred, and I'm a recovered alcoholic secretary. In keeping with the seven traditions, which states that every group should be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, the baskets are now going around. I've asked the member to read the recovered statement. We read this notice to explain why many people in this group identify as recovered rather than recovering, and what it exactly means to be a recovered alcoholic. I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name's Justin. Justin. Recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered, but not cured. That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain within us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in the, his mind rather than his body. We are now seeing where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. Thank you. 1940-style Big Book Sponsorship. From the 4th to the 2nd edition, Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sobered at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, and come to believe and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75% success rate. Can I have a show of hands of recovered alcoholics? Is there anyone new to sponsor tonight? Please raise your hand. Please join us Monday nights. We have a Big Book study meeting in our new location where the Big Book comes alive. Fellowship is at 6.30, and the, the meeting itself starts at 7.15. We also have little flyers over here with the new address if anyone would like to come get one. We have large print Big Book and Big Book dictionaries for sale. We meet every Thursday starting promptly at 8.15, and we ask that you be courteous and ready to begin at the sound of the bells. Thank you, and I'll see you next week. Actually, Thursday night starting next week is going to start at 7.15. So hurry up with dinner. Get your little butts in here by 7.15. We have got this dynamic, wild, God-loving, tattooed, cool-haired dude, Tom M. from Boca. We don't even need a microphone with this guy. He's just spitting out so much information. God just flows through him like sweat on a hot day. Um, did I just say that out loud? Oh, my God. It's your fault. You got me started. <laughs> um, it's at the First Presbyterian in their Newman Center. Uh, the Monday night Big Book study is going to be, this is so cool, we're on the third floor. We have bay windows overlooking the, uh, the beach and the, and the New River. It's a beautiful facility. The church is really excited that we're here. I invite everyone to show up early. We're going to have some pizza. It's going to be a great dynamic place, and we're going to start off... Uh, on how it works, which is a great place, because if without how it works, we'd all be screwed, wouldn't we? Um, let's go back to text here. Uh, I'd like, uh, and for whom, so whoever wants to thank uh, the speaker after the meeting, we're going to line up here in the middle. Um, we got a lot of flyers. Take those things. Listen to uh, podcasts online. And we're, I guess we're going to close with the Lord's Prayer. Let's take a moment for those of us that aren't lucky enough to end up in a room. Who can bring us from shame to grace if we let them?
I look forward to seeing you all next week. Godspeed. Smiles with you, baby, baby, baby. 
Christmas when you laugh in. When you laugh in. Yes, the sun comes shining through. But when you cry in. On the rain, so stop your sighing, baby, and be happy again. Yes, and keep on smiling, keep on smiling, baby, and I hope.